everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. Peter and I are both coming to you from vacation. I'm in Colorado, so I may sound a little breathless, and Peter's coming from the bustling metropolis of Philadelphia, Mississippi. Tell us, Peter, what's going on in Philadelphia? I am at the Neshoba County Fair 2021, and it is, uh, it is like Mississippi's house party for central Mississippi. It's crazy. It's crazy. There's like hundred thousand people grow, at this place. Did you grow a mullet just for this, or are you still rocking the same haircut you had at the summit two weeks ago? Same haircut. I was considering a mohawk, though. Quite honestly, <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I wish you'd do that. I want one. Why don't you do it? You got nothing to worry about. I mean, you're not going to the. I don't feel like it's. Soon. I don't feel like it's age appropriate, though. Yeah, but I think it's really appropriate for you. Actually, I think you'd look great with a mohawk. Thanks, I'll do buddy. it for you. Next time I see you, I'll do it. You, you'll be the first head of hair I've ever cut. Got it. Got it. I'll, I'll, put, a, I'm, I'm I'll put a chamfer margin on the edges. It'll be great. You know, you know, we are recording, right, bud? <laughs> I do know that. I do know that. I just, the mullet got me hyped. I don't know. That sounds cool. So we haven't, uh, we haven't done a podcast since the summit and I'm happy we're doing it. No, we haven't right done now. one long before the summit because we were getting ready for the summit, right? So, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been a quick minute been a quick minute it has it has how awesome was that summit pete that was just freaking epic what an amazing event i was so happy it really was good it was i mean yes we say this every time like it was the best one it was the best one but there was just a there was just compounding factors which i feel like made it really good and and i will uh i will illustrate that point number one kind of i told you this story kind of rounding the corner day one of the summit and seeing seeing a big line unfortunately there was a line but it, it did my heart good because after two years almost of not seeing people congregating in a dental fashion it was like i, I literally got chills and i'm not a woo-woo kind of guy but i got chills kind of rounding the corner and seeing all these people that have come you know and we had 325 people show up Greg, and so seeing people just just getting ready to learn in a community and an environment was just was just awesome it really was just awesome and um and the the space was awesome the second thing that was that really made it, I think, the best summit is that we really expanded, kind of the curriculum and the uh, the manual, right? So we've always, if you've never been to a summit, give out this manual, and it's grown, it's grown kind of every year. And this year it was like a full blown, I don't know, flight manual almost. It was giant. You know, it's it's probably two hundred pages of just Craig and I's best IP that we share, we share forthcoming as much as information, and it's just gotten gotten really cool and people had lots of comments about that saying like holy shit i can't believe you guys are giving this out um, yeah the manual is just absolutely ridiculous because remember i had not seen the actual size of it right um so right. we pulled out all that evolved robicam stuff that you did um you know there's a couple pages dedicated to the last manual but the thing grew by like 40 50 percent it's massive it's literally yeah. a dental practice in in a, in a in a book well you said you were like dude this is like a dso in a book I think I that know. was your comment. You're like, this is like it a DSO. Is. We we shouldn't let people. We shouldn't be distributing this because it's like yeah, it's like I a workbook. Say that. <laughs> I did say that. It's precious gold. Remember what? Remember what? Uh, Scott Galloway. I think everyone me, thinks precious gold. I think everyone precious gold. That's in Scott voice. Precious gold. Um, I think everyone thinks they're they're. It's funny how when when you create something, you think it's a. Uh, you know, you're the first person to land on the moon. You know, I mean, so there's nothing new under the sun, but it is. It is an aggregation of a lot of stuff, and we do give it all away, which is kind of why we said in the beginning of the summit, we said, look, 
our thesis has always been share, share is forthcoming. What we don't want to see happen, though, is like you hand this off to your friend, you hand this off to your buddy if they didn't attend. Or better yet, like don't don't take this because we've actually had two people now or a couple people take it and, and try to do webinars on, on our content, which is kind of just weird and shady and or maybe even summits, Craig, I think you told me. So, you know, we yep. actually had to have a, a, a gentleman's and a woman's agreement on the front end that said, hey, like this is for y'all, not for public consumption, uh, full stop. So let's let's all agree to that just because, you know, we don't want to get in a situation, honestly, Craig, or I don't want to get in a situation where and I know you don't actually that, that we say that we hold back. Right. Because we're sure. worried about worried about someone cannibalizing the information. So anyway, enough on that. I know I started this whole this whole diatribe with with why it was so good. And that was just two of the reasons. Um, but it just it just felt healthy. Like I, I kind of rounded the corner that morning. I was like, nature is healing. You know, dentistry is healing. Yeah. We're together again. And, and it was just people were playing full out. And it was just so oh, nice yeah. to see. So it was just it great. Was awesome. The energy was amazing. Energy was amazing. Yeah. It didn't hurt that we had like two longhorn steer at the break area and two donkeys with packs and beer. I mean, that was just freaking ridiculous for me <laughs> when I walked out. I thought I that like, was part of the, uh, I thought that was part of the hotel. I was like, Kim, this is amazing. So Kim, you know, he runs kind of the summits for us. She's like, I thought you'd like that. And I was like, wait a second, you hired them? She's like, well, yeah. I was like, okay. I, I hired, I hired donkeys. How does one go uh, about hiring a donkey? What do you look up to do that? I guess so the donkeys Google, had Google packs of, of beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Packs on the side filled with ice and beers. And it was just amazing. It was quintessential Texas. It was, um, the event space was awesome. A lot of learning. We got all the surveys, all the reviews, 13 credit hours. Um, yeah, I was just real pumped to do it. It was great. So, um, so 16 was, credit hours. Oh, that's awesome. Did we get credit for that too, Peter? I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know. Yeah. Can you give yourself CE? That's awesome. I mean, I don't see why not. I attended. You sure did. You played full out, Peter. No, it was well, great. So, it was really great. So let's unpack it a little bit. So because people are probably like, what, what is this? What are we talking about? Why are you doing a podcast on Summit Wrap-Up? Um, and I think there's a couple couple key points to talk about with this. Um, a couple of which I already kind of just mentioned that, you know, it's, it's, it reinforces Greg, the fact that like not all learning can't all be done virtual. I, I think there's, I think there's power in, in immersion, community immersion and, and, and actually like, for, and people, a lot of people, Greg, which was great is because we have bulletproof team and bulletproof hygiene. Now, a lot of people really played into that and, and brought their team. So they got back and felt fully empowered and they had key key uh you know like the stakeholders really kind of charged the mission so that in itself was powerful but yeah you know, that learning, was really cool what we all thought with covid right was like oh now we can work from home and now we can play on our computers all day and and i think what we found <laughs> is that the pendulum shifted and that people got really tired of sitting behind their computer and they want to touch and feel and high five and woohoo and 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 learn yeah. together and be together and drink together and eat together and all the things and share notes about best practices. You know, we had our, even our, our mastermind VIP table, you know, we, we, we carved something out because Craig and I wanted to have some time with people just more intimately rather than going into the, into the eating space and just wondering where we should sit. We said, all right, maybe there's people that intentionally want to have some, some, some questions and, and dialogue with us. And so we did that. And that was just, that was just fascinating to listen to people's stories and hear what their struggles yeah. are, what their successes. It was just, that was such a great idea you had of doing that, Craig. One of the things that was most, thanks Pete, but one of the things that was most 
impressed with is um, that guy, um, he, he sat down, I'll remain nameless for privacy, but he sits down and he's at the VIP. He's like, hey, you guys are like my favorite people and learned a lot from you. I'm like, okay, well, let's unpack your practice. What are you doing? He's like, yeah, we're going to do 23 million this year. And I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? I'm like, Peter, do you know about the, do you see this guy? He's like, yeah, yeah. I, you know, you're like, I just met him. But I mean, it's, it's crazy to see people take the stuff that we're talking about and implement it and then, you know, run faster than either one of us can run. I mean, 23 million. Well, he did say, he's like, look, he's like, I've listened to every podcast. I've implemented everything. You guys are my favorite people. And I was like, you should be the one teaching this, like what you've done. He's like, no, like literally I'm just implementing and learning and yeah, super humble, super cool guy. I remember him saying, yeah, we did 2.3. And I thought I heard, and he said this month, I said, you mean this year? He said, no, 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 this month. I was like, what the heck are you doing? That was pretty awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. And it just goes to show you, it's like, look, everybody takes the information and processes it at their own speed and their own understanding. Mm -hmm. Like we always talk about Peter, like Tiger Woods is a golf coach and Tiger Woods' golf coach is not the number one golfer, but he just mm. has a way of helping people. So it's really humbling and cool to see the information that we're giving. And some people are just taking it and processing it and making it like 10 times more than we could ever make it. It's just incredible to see that. It was so mm -hmm. cool. And there's so many stories of that. It's a weird feeling, isn't it, Peter? Like to hear somebody doing that. It's just awesome. It's like, well, geez, what can we learn from you as well? That's cool. What I liked hearing cool. too was that, you know, that the overall consensus, and maybe that's just the people at the summit, because obviously we've already identified that they are they are growth minded, they are pushing the gas at all times kind of thing. But everyone seemed to be prosperous, right? And I don't know, like <laughs> yeah. I said, I don't know if it's chicken or egg, but everyone seemed to be doing it was doom and gloom in COVID. And now everyone is like, wow, I've never been busier. Right. I've yep. never been more profitable. I've never been more, you know, all these things. And the one pain point that everyone's identifying right now, and I think it's not, it's not dentistry specific, is that it is unfortunately finding good team members to stay on yep. because 100%. of this macroeconomic climate that's been. So we've all we are all kind of comparing notes on how we do. And um, again, it, it's just it was nice. And you and I were there for four days and. You know, honestly, as we planned our mastermind from 2020, 2021 class, the first class, we planned our mastermind because finally we were able to get together. And so you and I did the summit. And then two days later, we did the mastermind. And I thought I was going to be wiped out, you know, because I get I can't do that stuff. And like after four days, I was pretty fired up just because it was so interesting, the stuff we were going over, not only from the summit standpoint, but then when we did deep dives in our mastermind, it was just it was just fascinating to see. And hear people because I learned something everyone's story and everyone's question and everyone's answer I learned a little bit of everything every time someone speaks you know oh yeah for sure it's funny if you really zoom out you know obviously we're we're here to help and pay it forward and try to teach the people that listen to us whatever we can learn or whatever we've learned but in actuality it's like you learn so much as well and each story like you said has resonated so so much with with all of us, but um, the mastermind mm -hmm. was really cool to see the the year wrap up, to see people join the mastermind the week or two weeks before COVID started, when everybody's you know anxious to crush it, and then COVID shuts us all down, and to see just about every single one of our mastermind attendees hit their projected goal, even though the goal was written, not knowing that they'd be shut down is really cool. Right. Seeing so yeah. many of the mastermind attendees come back. And, and sign up again for, for 21, 22, you know, for the next right. class. It's just awesome. And to know that the learning continues, um, that, well, that, that was so fulfilling for me as well. Yeah. And I was excited because like you said, we, when the first one, the first one launched, we, we had a, we had a quasi curriculum, but then like, look, 
things change, you know, things change. And uh, so obviously we went into to pandemic mode through most of our, through most of our mastermind last year, but this year it's great because we have a curriculum, you know, we actually have more intentionality with, with, with all of the months and speakers and all this stuff. We've gotten a lot more sophisticated. Also the team, the our, team as well, the team as well. The team, the hygienist, right? It's not just a mastermind. This year, it's not just a mastermind for the doctor. It's a mastermind for, it's included, mastermind for your key hygienist and your key, uh, either office manager or team lead. And so now, now we all get to row the boat together and we stay in that same curriculum. So I'm really, I'm really excited. And honestly, we, we made the offering about 30 people. I literally think that 29 signed up on the spot. I, I, there may or may not be, I don't know, one spot yet. I haven't talked to Lacey, but it was, uh, it was fascinating. So I would say it's pretty much a sold out mastermind, uh, which, is just, yeah. which is just awesome. It means we're doing something right and, pe- and we're leaning into people, Craig, which is, which is a good litmus test for me. Yeah. So I, I, um, what I, what I'm most proud about is the team aspect, because I think like the crisis in finding people, the hiring crisis, um, the great quit, as we talked about 40% of people that are currently employed are projecting to quit their job in the next year because they're, you know, they had a, you know, life reset through the COVID crisis. Um, I, I called the great the t- quit. Yeah. The great quit or the great resignation. It's like 40% of active. Oh, employed that's people. right. Tough Chris yeah, was talking about talking that. About that. So I think okay. like the, you know, we talk about team culture all the time. I've been talking about that for um, um, as many, literally for months or for years rather. Um, so um, I think the most important thing is that when you have an engaged team and aligned team and you're feeling really good about things and your, your office is on the same page and aligned, you won't have the same level of hiring crisis or you won't have the same uh, difficulty implementing because everybody gets to CE, doctors go off to their CE, office managers go to ADOM or what have you hygienists go to their own stuff, but nothing gets implemented because there's, you never leave the scene of the, uh, of the act of the, of the educational point with an implementation strategy in place. So it's literally, um, it's all knowledge and no execution. So we all know the powers and the execution. So that's what I was really proud about. So walking around the tables, talking to those people, finding out how the hygienists were doing, the office managers, they were fired up, Peter. They're so fired up. And the ones that didn't bring their team, like, oh, I'm so mad. Like, what can I do? How I can I, how can, you know, what can I do right now? I'm like, nothing. Just absorb all this stuff, get the knowledge, but don't really think to, you know, make an implementation plan because it's hard when you try to get your team fired up yourself. Like, I've never really found it easy to get my hygienist fired up from on my standpoint. But like when Sharissa talks to them or another group of hygienists talks to them, it makes it really, really easy because they understand they hear it from their point of view. So that's, that's great. That's a great. Uh, that's a great contextual point. Is that you know, like, well, you're you're not a dentist. You're just you're a dentist. You don't you're not a hygienist. So you don't know my struggles. But you're right. When it comes from a hygienist that has walked the walk and talked the talk and know all the things, you know, the message is received much better. I totally agree with you. Yeah, that's totally so one agree. Of, one of the doctors that was there is like, look, I, you know, I'm so mad. I didn't bring my hygienist. I didn't bring my office manager. You know, I kind of scrambles. This is a last minute thing. What should I do? Should I listen to you? Or should I go into the hygiene breakout and like try to learn that and bring it to my hygienist? I'm like, honestly, Alex, it's not going to be good if you just try to do that because you're going to get all excited. You're going to tell them what's possible and they're not going to hear it from the voice of the hygienist. So that, that I think was our special sauce for the summit is having the hygiene talk to the hygienist, the office manager and team talk to them. That lit people up. Like Erica was swamped. Like at the break of her first breakout session, she went to go eat lunch. There was a mob around her, literally a mob. She couldn't even like eat. It's like, I, I can't, I, she couldn't even handle the comments that were coming into her. So it was so cool for her to see that. 
Yeah, it was almost it was almost overwhelming for her, right? I mean, because because yeah. uh, this was this was again, you know, we kind of beta tested the hygiene uh, at last summit just to make sure there was enough demand. They had the curriculum, all the things, and obviously then they launched. And, and frankly, because frankly, we just wanted to see if they could had the chops and to deliver the content. You know, mm -hmm. like we know that we know they have it, but like knowing the content and being able to deliver it in an impactful way are two separate things completely. So um, they just blew us both away last summit. And how many hygienists were in that room? 100? 80? Uh, no, 67. 67. Because I think they were kind of going out. So about 67 hygienists in the room. That's, um, that's amazing. All I know is the room was filled. It was so cool. A lot of doctors were popping into to listen to what they had to say. It's but, um, you know, like I always say, knowledge is not power, execution is power. So imagine your hygienist goes, you go, an office manager, a team lead, an assistant, and you're sitting there after two days of intense learning. You're like, just, I can't even imagine the conversations and the, the amount of value that came out of that because it's just like, it's a complete and total reset for the office. It's hard. And the, to thing, that, the thing that's important too, Craig, is like people are saying, I don't know what, you know, it's almost when you get so much information or so many ideas or you collaborate so much, it's like, which one? And, you know, my, so my advice to people was, look, don't, don't come with a list of 10. 10 things that you want to do. You got to eat this elephant when you get home. Find out what may be the biggest thing that's going to turn the net lever for your practice that you all can function on with and, and do that one and then move on to the next. But do not try and go home and be like, here's the 10 things we're going to fix. You know, it goes back yeah. to you, you get what you focus on and you're going to get, if you focus on one thing at a time, um, you know, because they're, some of them are going to be pretty big levers to move. All right, new for 2021, we want to invite everyone listening to join us on our private network. It's free to join. Join the conversation at bulletproof.dental. You can even download it in the app store. Just look for the Mighty Network app and you can download it there. But just point your browser to bulletproof.dental and join and sign up and start collaborating on um, some of the ideas we discuss on the podcast. Um, there's content there to download and um, it's all designed to help grow and stimulate us together. Hope everyone has a great day. I think what really wakes people up is the first day is like really kind of figuring out what you want to achieve and how rudderless most people are. I mean, even you and I go through phases like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, what, what's our purpose? And it's that reset and it changes over time. So, you, you know, you might have a really great inspiring purpose when you just first leave in school or you know maybe your first five years out in, uh, of dental school and and slowly things shift and the reasons become different and you never really reset so you know i uh, that first day i had a lot of people coming up to me on the vision stuff and the leadership stuff like wow i, I realized i was didn't really know where i wanted to go it's just like every day be, became the same deal like just to survive and produce and i don't even really know where i'm going so i i feel really good about helping people achieve what they want to really get to because i think there's a lot of um consultants and experts out there that will actually feed you all the how-to you know like well you know between you and i we can give you just about every how-to how to take on a partner how to create a hygiene compensation strategy what marketing strategies would work well but i think where most people skip over is like what do you really want to create what do you really want to create because if we help you get everything you ever wanted you wind up being unfulfilled and unhappy we've not done you any favor so I don't mind those conversations and I have them all over the place. Like, man, I thought I wanted to do this. I thought I wanted to expand. I thought I wanted to have five practices. I realized I just wanted to have one or two. Or, uh, I thought I wanted one or two and I really wanted 10. So I think that know thyself is so important. And that dentist quiz that we did, 
was so cool. So we had that, we had a series of questions to figure out what type of dentist you are, like entrepreneurial, visionary, you know, a steady hand. And I think it's important to not hijack someone else's vision. And we always say that, but it's very common in dentistry. You'll listen to Dr. Jones or whoever the hell he is. Like, here's the path. You got to own 15 houses and five practices. And here's three easy steps to do it. I'm like, okay, that sounds good. I'm going to do that. And you're not doing you. And that really sucks. And I think a yeah, lot so of- you just glossed personal. over something that I want to push on, by the way. Well, I just so want to say I want everyone. Own, okay. Put hold that. Just don't forget it. One thing I want to say is my own personal deepest levels of dissatisfaction were that I got my dreams hijacked. And I'm a you know I'm an emotionally evolved person. I'm nearing 50 years old next month, so I'm not I'm not a kid. And all I want to say is that it's still even at the ripe old you know mature age of 50, I still get my dreams hijacked. I still find myself looking at other people and being, man, why can't I be that? Why can't I do that? Only to realize months later, shit, Craig, you don't want that. So the point I'm trying to make is you can't fool yourself, but you got to remember you're the easiest person to fool. So even though you think you know yourself, you can still get your shit hijacked. You can still get your dreams hijacked and wind up unfulfilled. Say, I'll be so happy if I just get to blah, 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 and then get there and be like, damn, I don't want to be here. So sorry, I just wanted to say that, but that's happened to me a lot. I think that happens to a lot of us. I mean, you know, we had something recently that happened where it's, you know, um, where it makes you test what you think you're chasing and then you get what you're chasing and it's like, that's not really what I wanted, right? And so it's 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 nice to live authentically and, and test yourself and audit yourself. And that's where I was saying this quiz that, that Chris Tuff developed, you know, he's, Chris Tuff is is a partner with us because he, he's, a, well, he owns a marketing company, number one. He's a big influencer in Atlanta uh you know national bestseller of the millennial whisperer and so we wanted him on board to help us kind of MC and help with team and all that stuff and he's developed a quiz specifically for dentists called and you just go to take it we just registered a domain dentistquiz.com and so we had all the attend we can open other to all y'all now um if you're listening go to dentistquiz.com and it and what's neat about it is it identifies it shows you kind of where your superpowers are versus where you probably need to to look at some of your weaknesses or or just identify them as being weak spots and it's no big deal like every category there's not one there's not one dentist type that chris calls it or archetype that is more powerful than the next it's just self-awareness like you said craig and i think that is the superpower regardless of who you are if you know who you are that is the power because then you can double and triple yes. down on the things you're really good at yes. and and then cover for your weaknesses and and step right in front of it and say yeah i really stink at this I am horrible. At yeah, this, and but I am wrong great with at that. this. I am nothing great at wrong this. With that. And and say that from the mountaintops, right? Don't try to be the jack of all trades, master of none, saying like I can do it all. I used to do that, Craig. I told I sat on stage and told them that the biggest impediment to my practice was always me, because I used to say I'm going to put the TVs and I'll answer the phone. This is how we should do it. Blah 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 blah. And once yeah. I got once I got my ego in check and got it out of the way, guess what? The practice grew three three x. Practice grew four x. I was the bottleneck. So Isn't that so funny, though? Isn't that it is so, so funny? funny? It's so funny. Well, the chokehold on the business is always the skill set and psychology of its leader. The chokehold on every business is always the skill set and psychology of its leader. Richard Branson has freaking dyslexia. Imagine if he would have said, oh, I have dyslexia. I can't read a financial statement. It literally comes out backwards. He's like, okay, I have dyslexia. I can't read these statements, but I'm gonna let, not going to let that get into you know, the way of my future. I'm going to hire people that can do that. And shoot me straight. Tell me what's going on. So it's just the conversations that people have, you know, and there's so many 
limiting conversations. I had a really big dental influencer. I mean, I love this girl. She's really well regarded. She teaches and she does all this great stuff with her Instagram profile. And she actually came up to me and she said, when I am a leader, when I'm a leader, I'm going to, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'll use her name, Jenny, just as a, you know, protect her identity. I'm like, Jenny, what are you talking about? She's like, well, you know, I'm not a leader yet. I'm like, well, you've got like 50,000 followers on Instagram. Every live video is in the thousands. People are paying you for content and like learning. You're dedicated to helping in the profession. What does it mean? When do you have to be a leader? Well, when this and this and this happens, then I'll be a leader. I'm like, that's such bullshit. I'm like, if your actions inspire someone to be more or want to be more, then you're a leader. You know, it's like amazing how we limit ourselves. Everything's just in, before anything is created, it's a self-limiting or self-affirming conversation. And it's just so big. It's, it's incredible to watch people do that. And I'm, I'm really blessed that I have the, like, the ears to hear people. And I can hear, yeah. I can hear, but that is your superpower. From... And you've known that now in your fifties, right? I mean, being, being that you've lived in your body, you know, that that's what you're good at. You are good at inspiring people. You are good at listening to people. You are good at reading them people. And that is your superpower. And you've gotten out of the way of other stuff. And like, you've just doubled and tripled down. And so yeah. I think that's why you're so fit to be able to tell people, Hey, what is your vision? Stop being inauthentic. You're living a freaking lie. What is your vision? What is your, what yeah. is your path? What is your fulfillment? Stop, what stop do you want? copying and pasting yeah. other people's stuff. Yeah, right? just what and do you so want? And when people tell you what they want, like remember, I'm going to call it Dwight the Mastermind. Like Dwight's so, he's amazing, Dwight. Amazing. Amazing in amazing. every single way. The guy is, is fit to be a CEO or COO of, you know, 100 locations. Like this, even though he's just got a handful now. I mean, his future is so bright. He's so, he's, he's just amazing. But like, even when I want, when he wanted to tell me what he wants to do, there's guilt around it. You know, there's guilt around, do I want to, you know, still practice dentistry. Do I not? I mean, there's so much shame in dentistry. I'm just an associate. I don't practice anymore. I still practice. I have one location at five and who gives a shit. It's your life. You can do whatever the hell you want. But I think like giving up your clinical practice, that was something we touched on a big, a big amount. Like that there's guilt around that, you know, that if you don't work in dentistry as a, a dentist, then you're suddenly not working anymore. Oh, you only work one day a week. Oh, you don't work anymore. Bullshit. I mean, how much are you working, Pete? So. Yeah, I mean, look, that is the myth, right? We think that it's it's uh, if you're not quote unquote working on patients, then you must not be working. And yep. I can attest that you know I, I say that the dentistry is sometimes the easiest part of what we do, and that may offend some people, but it, 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 you know, and look, obviously there's tougher cases than not, but it's very it's very step by step versus managing, leading, CFOing, CMOing. There's always stuff that you have to kind of it's it's never the same cookbook approach, and I know clinical right. not always, but I'm saying that that you know see, see i'm trying to backtrack now because you're like that's not true dentist be so hard and it is so hard it yeah is but it so ends hard. it ends so at 5 30 there's nothing you can do there's literally nothing you can do yes you that's could a good you could monday morning quarterback your case oh maybe i should have prepped from the left to the right the right to the left or maybe i'll try this cementation technique next time or i should have caught talked to the lab but like when there's a business owner there's always something to do like you could wake up on Saturday and rewrite your protocols. You could do all these different things. And I think it's all, it, I, I don't want to make one more than the other because uh, it's not a competition. No, it's it, definitely it, not. It's definitely not. I agree with you. I, you know, and, I, and I, I'm glad you clarify that because it's not. Um, but I think it's, I, what I, I guess my point is, in dentistry is unique, Craig, is that, is that a lot of physicians do their craft and go home because of the consolidation. In dentistry, you know, we, half of our job is, is literally if you're if you're owning your practice less than half of your job is probably the clinical aspect so yep. it, it behooves you to kind of just be 
macro aware on all these things. This is why, which is why we, we, you know, this was the whole thesis of Bulletproof. Yeah. And I want to also highlight at that point too, that the summit is not just designed for practice owners. There was a lot of associates there. There was a lot of value that was given. Um, associates, you need to give yourself a little bit more permission. That's why I did that video, the uh, mm-hmm. entrepreneur, entrepreneur and solopreneur. Because if you're uh-huh. an associate, you're an entrepreneur, you're working in a business. So that video is going to be on the Mighty Network um, later today. Um, I'm really proud of that video because I think there's so much shame about I'm just an associate. An associate is actually like you've just deleveraged your salary and your long-term wealth strategy. Because, you know, you can kick ass. Like if, if, you're, if you're a solopreneur, meaning you're a solo dentist and you work in an office and no other doctor works with you, just your own guy, like most of us are, most of dentists are solopreneurs, single doctor uh, practices. If your practice gets hurt, if your building, your physical practice gets hurt, you actually lose your income and your wealth strategy. So there's no diversification. Whereas an entrepreneur, an associate working for an entrepreneur inside an organization, you can actually deleverage your salary and your wealth strategy. So if you're making decent money, and I've, I've known associates make six, 700 grand a year, Pete, 900 grand a year. I know associates that are real rock stars because they've invested in themselves. It's not just the practice they're in, but they're the ones taking CE and learning how to refine their craft. When they meet a patient, it's not like a normal dentist meeting a patient. They extract massive amounts of dollars from them because they have value. They bring value. So if you're that guy and you're making de- or gal and you're making decent amounts of money and you're investing all along the way, you could be far better than the average solopreneur, the average guy who owns his own practice. Because the myth that it's going to be worth a whole lot of money in some particular moment in the future is not always true, depending on what happens. I mean, you can get injured, for instance, and practice is not worth as much, but. Anyway, I digress. Yeah. So, well, it's okay. I mean, this is what this is what we do. You know, all the times we talk on the phone, like we should record that as a podcast. This is almost like the, the ramblings we do as uh, just as humans and friends. Um, but I want to I want to make sure that people take that because I think that Dennis quiz is great. And and what Chris has also done is put it in the context of the new the bulletproof pathway, which is something new as a curriculum that we kind of followed from the summit and and you know trying to make dentistry not so complicated because it is in some capacities it is linear. And it is buckets that you need to kind of look at and address. And so Chris has kind of put it in the context of here's the strengths in the pathway that you're probably really good at. Here's the, here's the weaknesses in the pathway that you probably need to outsource for or, or get someone on your team to know. Um, you know. And then we've took it another further step, which I don't know if we want to get into, Greg, now, but like even the cultural index, which just goes like 100 yeah. levels deeper that Dwight did in the mastermind and really just kind of you know, really showing. So it was focused on a lot of know thyself. And it went further yeah. than a disc profile and I'm kind of rambling, but I'm just blown away by all the intel that I'm getting now at 45 years old. And I'm wishing like, I wish I had had these quote unquote cheat codes. Like when you're playing video game, you know, how you would download the, yeah. download this blah, blah, blah to put in. And I was like, I told Dwight, I was like, this is like money ball for dentistry. It's like the cheat codes for your team and for knowing know. yourself. And I was like, why did I not, why did well, I get you'll this figure at 45? It out. You'll figure it out. You'll just get your ass kicked for, you know, three to five years and then you'll figure it out slowly or you can just know it up front. You know what I mean? It's like being frustrated that your your Labrador Retriever is not like a, a you know a, a rescue dog or whatever. It's like we're all programmed with a certain set of strengths and weaknesses, and and I think the first several years of your career, you're just super frustrated at yourself that you're not whatever, you're not everything. You know, and I think that our dental consulting industry, our dental help industry, if you will, is 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 fueling that. I think there's a lot of large forces at work from, you know, big corp in dentistry, you know, the, the big supply houses. And frankly, you know, I, I, I talked about this on stage, you know, the other week, but 
I went to a very well-known seminar um, that was very widely attended, you know, over a thousand attendees and every single module that was given was a sales pitch for a company. Every single one. I think, can we start calling people out by their name? Well, I don't know. I don't know because, no, well. Let's get a lawsuit going. I don't feel comfortable, but I was, I was, it was, I think the word I used was like horrified. Like, I don't remember, but it was such a travesty to spend two or $3,000 on a ticket to be sold to. And it's ha- I've gone and spoken at these places and it's the same thing over and over. They're being sold to. Like our intention, obviously there's 30 mastermind spots they sold out, but our intention is don't ever call us. Like, don't need us. I mean, you can come back to a summit if you want a refresher, but we gave it all. There's nothing left to give. The only thing that you'd have in a mastermind is accountability. You're not paying for information. We gave you all the information. If you improve right, that right. program, what it you learned. Hey, if you want to learn more, if you want to learn more, yeah, sign no. up. You're right. It wasn't yeah, that. It was like, here it all is. Call that a pay you're a master of it's execution. A- yeah. yeah, there's. it's called a paywall. It's like, hey, here's the five steps. You want the rest? Come on, pay me. No, no, there's yeah. everything. If you are like a Dwight, a master of execution, or that other guy that's going at 23 million, by the way, he joined the mastermind. That guy. So so it's it, he's already an executor. He's already getting shit done, but he just, I guess he wants to be, you know, at another level. So we're, you're not paying for information. You're paying for hand-holding. Well, the cool thing and, is he knows he hasn't figured it all out, just like the rest of us, right? Like think once you think you've got it all figured out, it's time to quit because you, growth is going to be your biggest impediment and you're going to go in a downward spiral. And so he, yeah. uh, but he's, he's growth minded, staying growth minded. And because, now he's at 23, he wants to hit 50. Right? And it's yeah, got him, it's got a, he's got a feel he's got a feel in his in his in his, in his uh, sorry he's got a fire in his belly, and that's just yeah. really neat to watch, right? Um, and it's cool so, when I asked him like why 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 because I want to keep getting to the bottom of it. It's all good. There's nothing there. There's not that whole like yeah I want to buy a boat and like get champagne and models and you know you know that's crap. He's got a noble cause. Money's a really it, poor no. motivator. He doesn't have that as a motivator. Of course he's motivated by money, but. He's, well, um, it's the score. It was the scorecard, like we always said. It's the scorecard for for how he's doing and performing and treating people and taking care of people and getting people healthy and treating his team. All those things. It's a scorecard. Um, yeah. You know, I'm sure he likes nice things, Greg. But you know, but you're right. It wasn't the I want to. I want to get a yacht, and 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 get the heck and get the heck out of town kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That's true. So very cool. Anyway, it's uh, it's it's. I'm excited. What are you most excited about right now? Out outside of let's let's say in your practice. Let's let's take it away from mastermind. Let's take it away from bulletproof. Let's take it away from the summit. What are you What are you most excited about right now? And what are you most fearful of right now? And and let's call it July, uh, mid July, 2021. Well, I had a big reset, Peter. I'm, I won't go into the personal details, but my son had a really serious injury a couple of days ago. They're lifted to a hospital. Everything's fine. He's going to be fine. Um, so, but the day before that, the morning of that happening, um, we had an all-day team meeting and I was here in Colorado and um, there was a really beautiful culture, uplifting experience that happened in a practice where a lot of the doctors were kudos to each other. And you know me, I, I really love the emotional stuff. Some of the team members were teary-eyed, praising each other, and people promising to do better and um, and 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 be at a higher level. So, what I'm most excited about is the cohesion and support of my team, because I know that's the first step to success. Like once you have, when you have good vibes, people are cohesive, everybody's centered around the same mission and the line. Money and success shows up from that. So it's like, you know, it's like, don't chase the money, chase like happy, fulfilled patients and happy, fulfilled team and money just kind of shows up. So that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a lot of people stepping up at the leadership of my practice. And I'm also noticing like you, Peter, that maybe like me getting out of the way, because 
one of the things that I learned from my own culture index is I there's this thing about like emotional uh, units, EUs or battery life. And I tend to suck away. I, I suck a lot of oxygen up. I, I exhaust people, you know, and uh, that awareness is good. So like giving people space um, so that you don't exhaust them and you let people flourish. It's like, you know, if you, you know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm not doing a good job of it, but it's like well i think it's people don't have enough context of what the cultural index and we're actually crafting a deal with them but basically to give a little context of what craig is saying it's it identifies how much energy you have left when you start the day versus how much you 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 deplete or grow throughout the day and craig seems to be the energizer bunny versus me i'm in the kind of the mid-range and he just wears me out sometimes and he he's identified that like man maybe i'm overwhelming people with, yeah, with my energy people. and right. I am just being too much and too much. And I need to really be identified that not everyone is built the way I'm built and I, I can't yeah. expect the same things. Right. And so again, that's another self-awareness that I think you're going to be able to leverage and just, even just to have, honestly, Craig, just to have some empathy and just knowing that no, having the empathy of knowing that people are different, I think is another superpower have, being able right. to, to actually have different dialogues and approaches of conversations with me. You hit me right between the eyes. You can, you can hit me with a bullet point and say, I need you to do this. And we'll have a conversation. Too, by the way, yeah. Other too. people you need to you need to work. compliment, and then it's all the shit sandwich. You know, like oh, you know, you did so great, Sally. But I really need you to do this. Oh, but Sally, you're the best, right? You've got to buffer it. Sometimes people need to be to be doted on before they are willing to hear you. And so right. it's just it's just fascinating, and we're getting all over the place. But um, no, but I mean that's that's what I'm most excited for. So like kind of stepping away, helping people get what they want and giving them a space to achieve it. That's what makes me excited. Like I'm excited about the growth of my team, the personal fulfillment of my team, because I do know I'm a business owner and I wanna do well, but I do know that's the precursor to business success. So it's yes. not like I'm saying like, I wanted to make Kumbaya and money doesn't matter. No money matters, but I just know that the cohesive nature of the team creates the opportunities, economic opportunities. As far as what I'm worried about, Peter, I, I you know, I don't really, I don't know, I'm not worry. really too, I'm not really worried because, you know, I've gone through so much shit right. and uh, honestly, the things that really brought me to my knees, looking back at them are the very same things that brought me the most amount of fulfillment. So if I could take a magic wand and, or, you know, have the ability to erase those things in the past that brought me to my knees, I wouldn't do it. Right. Because even though it sucked going through it, I'm most thankful for that. So it's very strange. I wouldn't want to erase the bad shit. Well, if you truly ascribe to what kind of Tony Robbins says, and I think, I think I say, I've said that too many times on the podcast that life happens, if you can believe that life happens for you, not, not, not to you. And, you know, every, every daunting thing that's happened, Greg, and we talk about this personally a lot with you and I, just everything that was like, oh, woe is me. And oh my gosh, how could this happen to me? And why me? You zoom out a couple of years and you're like, that was one of the greatest things that ever happened. Like I my know, wife having cancer, right? Recently, you know, like, even and no one's probably heard that like you know we were dealing with cancer last year and um and so it's it's like whoa is me and now it's like all these blessings are coming you know and back in 2015 everyone's heard that story when you know like things were just i was i was just rocked and wanted to quit dentistry and all these things and and it's like all these silver linings and i always tell people when they're going through things just zoom out just zoom out and have faith that things are happening for you and you know and, and um yeah and, uh, and, anyway. and and having said and having said that, by the way, because you used to say that to me too, it just doesn't make any. It doesn't console you. You gotta go through it. It's like the uh, there's a book, the obstacle is the way. You gotta go through it. But anyway, enough about that. So we're thankful for what we suffered through for sure. So tell me, what are you feeling most optimistic for? What are you excited um, about? Yeah, I've got I'm, I'm actually really excited about a couple of things. Actually, I just evaluated another practice to acquire. 
um, you know, I think what, what, unfortunately, because I know I was excited about that. I'm thinking I'm gonna have to hit the pause button because unfortunately knowing things now on, on a very deep level, how to, how to, uh, practices are evaluated where there's valuation is, you know, what they wanted and what I, what I know it's worth is two different things. So we're kind of getting there, but it's a big practice and there are 20 operatories, um, you know, and, um, but who knows what's going to happen. But uh, unfortunately, when I look at it on an EBITDA level, it's just not there yet uh, versus what, what they need. So um, anyway, um, so that I'm excited about. And they're, they're probably like, EBITDA? What do you mean EBITDA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't so, you yeah, see it's, our top line? Don't you? And look, don't and you, you see never our top want line? to offend anyone. These are great people. Right. I actually went to class to school with this gentleman. Um, great guy. And you never want to offend anyone because they're, they're great humans and great practitioners and just great for dentistry. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, we're probably um, – anyway – the other thing I'm excited about, Craig, is, and I don't know if I even told you this, another one of my associates is is wanting to join, and we're going through the partnership process. So this will be my fifth fifth partner. Um, yeah, we talked about it. It's awesome. Yeah, so he's, you know, and he he gets it. You know, just people, he gets it from a business point. I mean, all of them get it, but like it's just great to see like a thoroughbred that wants to join your rocket ship, and yep. understands the valuation, understands all the processes, understands the growth pattern, understands just just the thing whereas like we all where some of my partners are super clinical he actually really wants to lean in and help with business dev and um and i'm really excited for him because he's just he's just he's again a great human great clinician great thoroughbred all the things i'm just so blessed that that uh that all these these docs want to want to jump on and uh and And by the way by the way i just want to add one I want to add something that we talked about the summit a lot. So for those that are listening, um, when we're talking about buy-ins, we, we oftentimes use the analogy of like Amazon. I'm an Amazon.com stockholder, but I own mm-hmm. like literally a, like a hundredth of a percent. So in dentistry, the narrative is always, sorry, this car's going by. There's always this idea that like, oh, I have to buy 51 or 65%. But like, you know, that's not, you just need to chip on the table. If you were in a multi-doctor practice or a larger practice that, you know, is multi-million dollars evaluation, having a chip on the table couldn't mean having 50 grand or having a hundred grand of ownership. It doesn't matter if the practice does 15, 20, 30% of the next five years, no matter what your investment was, that was good. Like, yeah, you know, we I, talked about that a lot at Summit, Greg, where, where this, unfortunately, this, this, I don't want to call it brainwashing, maybe, but like all of a sudden partners, people feel like it needs to be 50, 50. And I always tell people like, well, that's because the one, average doctor is single doctor. So yeah. how do you, you know, but even so that scenario, it shouldn't be that way. And a lot of times, like, People don't want that big burden of having to buy 50%. Maybe they do, and that's a different conversation, right? If you're equally yoked and you really want to run a row and all these things, but sometimes it's 20%, sometimes it's a 10%, like you're saying. And, and, and it's just like you said, want to ownership, chip on the table, want to have some input, want to be directive, want to actually share, share some of the upside and invest. It's all about like you thought Amazon was going to be worth more in five years than it is today, correct? Yeah, 100%, 100%. Yeah. But the amount I put in was so like because of that you invested, and if yeah. you, that's what I tell my partners. If you don't, if you think we are going to flatline, do not buy in right now. Do not buy in because no one buys in for flatline growth. No one buys in for flatline revenue. But if you think we're going to be worth more today, in five years, you probably should invest. It's the same thing, and like you're saying with your with your Amazon analogy, Craig. It, you know, a fraction of of of, of you know hundredth of, of a percent or point zero 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 one percent of the company it doesn't matter. The pie is really yep. big. Amazon's pie is really big. It doesn't matter how much your percentage is. It matters. Yeah, I just, made I wish I would, I, and you want to see it grow. Yeah, I wish I would have actually invested more in Amazon, by the way. 
you know, I had the capability to do that, you know? And, and so it's like, for me now, it's like, if I got an opportunity to work with a company, I'm like, you know what? I don't really need cash. Can I invest? Can I invest? It's always Mm -hmm. the same. You know, I just love investing in businesses that I believe in. Equity is the most expensive thing. So, you know, don't just, just offer up 50% of the practice when potentially that's not what the associate wants or whatever. And I know we're getting a little granular in partnership stuff, but we did dive deep on that. I also think it's important too. like, look, I invested in Amazon with a very limited amount of knowledge. I use Amazon. I think other people use it, but I don't have mm-hmm. real intimate understandings of how Amazon's doing this leap of faith. If you're an associate, <laughs> right. you're working there right now in your practice, you've been there for two or three years. You could look around the rooms. You could see how busy things are. You know, the insider information, insider you information, have, you have literally <laughs> you'd be guilty of like SEC violations. You're not allowed to invest in companies that you don't not know to close hold uh, a holder of. So it's like yeah. literally, you you know perfectly. You've been there for three to five years. You can look around and smell and look around. Okay, well, geez, you know, Lucy's still here and blah blah, and Joanne's still here. Let's this is doing better. And wow, look at last year. So like, I mean, put a chip on the table. Put a chip on the table. And if you move to Hawaii or whatever, there's a divorce strategy built in. But I'm proud of um, I'm proud of your docs for doing that and um, and seeing the future and seeing ahead. That's awesome. Yeah, that so is that you- has been the reason we have grown. Honestly, it, it, again, it's not me. I mean, maybe it was me in the beginning and the vision and, and executing that, but it's it's getting it's getting people on board that are just fully competent and want you know all want to win together, and that's been my strategy all along. And I, you know, I would have been far less along, Craig, honestly, as uh, if I was a solo practitioner because I don't have the I don't have the gumption and the and the mojo like you have to kind of do that, and so you know I need to kind of divide and conquer, and so um, but but knowing that about myself. Was, was why I onboarded, you know, first it started with Dr. Curry and with Grandi, Hamilton, you know, so I, I knew this about me um, and, I'm, and I have zero regrets about it because they're just, they're just great, great men. That's awesome. Same thing with the podcast, by the way. I'd be spinning my wheels. It's the same thing with the podcast. I mean, having a partner on the podcast, like, you know, being, you know, associated with you, it's, you get traction, you get shit done. So it's like, you got to, you know, coming full circle, <laughs> cover your weaknesses, yeah. know, your, know where you're, know what uh know what you're not good at and it's uh freeing to know that so what are you nervous about what are you worried about are you worried about anything yeah really nothing with yes i am uh but it's more nothing i have control over it's a macroeconomic climate you know like i always talk about and and, um, maybe i know too much about about this stuff but you know i'm worried about what what governments are doing and what economies are doing and stock markets doing and the inflation is doing i'm worried about all this stuff because um and and as it relates to then people on our teams and stuff. So I'm worried about, you know, the government printing so much money that it's not going to make sense for people to work or, or, or us being inflated out of having to, to pay more and more, um, you know, from a wage perspective. I just don't know. So I think I'm worried, Craig, of things that I can't control, quote unquote, and I can't control much. So I wouldn't say it's a worry. I just think it's something that's on my radar. Um, and then, you know, how did you, how did you feel about, with Peter Maluka, he spoke uh, at our conference. Uh, was, I Wasn't tell that you, good context? I, I'm not the most effusive person when it comes to like speakers. I'm just like, yeah, that's good, good, yeah. You know, but like that was probably his his talk was probably the favorite one I've ever heard in, in five to seven years. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, so much so that he, the... we gave him we gave him a lot of amount of time, and Kim was like, he's 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 five minutes away from being done. I said, you let him roll. You let him roll yeah. because the stuff he was just throwing down, people were just blown away. Um, yeah. You know, and, and so really, the reason why I brought it up in the context of what you were saying in your fears is just that he points out that people have an irrational se- section of fears around finances and economies. Totally. And, and they have since so, the dawn of time. 
Right. Right. So, so people the, just and he's saying that, the future is brighter than you think is essentially what the yeah, takeaway was, it, it, it was on a whole lot of levels. People, Peace. Yeah. Like he was destroying or debunking a myth that, oh, it was better before. He's like, oh, really? It was better before? This is your average lifespan. You know, this is, uh, this is what, how many people were in poverty? This is how many people, this is what percentage of discretionary income went to food. So in the 1950s, yep. like how little discretionary income you had, like you were actually spending most of your money on food and shelter. So, yeah. you know, and he talks about the assets of the U.S. Yes, we're printing money. Yes, it's, but we have assets. Like, and, yes. and population. And that was, that about, was a feel good. The, the asset thing how, like, was a great thing. Right. So it's, it's just, he has a, an extreme ability to break things down logically. And when it comes to money in the future, it's always emotional. It drives us. So it's emotion. So it's, it's cool to see that. Um, that was cool. So not, but yeah, I agree that we're doing things now in the economy that we've never done before, but that's not what we're talking about here. But I, I recognize the fear, but I hope that his lecture put it into some level of context. But things are actually yeah, but again, really, it's not really the, good. Again, clarify, it's not a fear. It's just what, what I'm concerned about, you know? And so, cause I don't, I don't know. I think once you go down too much down a wormhole, sometimes you get, yeah, you you might get fearful too much. stuff, but nothing I, nothing like we, I can do about it. Therefore, I, it doesn't, doesn't drive my day. It's just, you know, as you said, as I knew the question would come back to me, what am I thankful for and, and fearful of? I was thinking, what am I? And I was thinking, that's probably, that's probably it. And so that's a good thing to be fearful of because I can't control it. <laughs> well, you're making moves. You're making moves though. You're not keeping a lot of cash. You're investing in assets. And, you know, if your inflation Correct. crisis comes to fruition, you know, it's, it's, it's just fair to assume inflation is going to happen. You've done things that are, you know, that are deflate, that are stabilizing against inflation. Well, and I as hedging, inflation goes, I am hedging yeah. massively against my what my hypothesis is, right? And and right. and this is and an by hypothesis the way, based if, on even if it's just normal inflation and your fears never come, it's still a good idea because yeah, even if true, inflation's true. three to four percent, you're investing in assets and assets right. are illiquid. And when you have a lot of money sitting in the bank account, you tend to make stupid decisions. So you're you're putting money to work for you. So whatever the situation, it's a good move. It's a real good move. Yep. Yep. It is. It is. I actually want to make sure we have a podcast about something that I was talking to Trey, uh, Trey about, um, Trey Miller, who's been on our podcast. We were talking about student debt and things like that. And I was saying, look, and this is a whole different podcast, but it was a great, it kind of blew his mind about a strategy I had to getting out of debt and putting it in a, in a tax advantage situation with paying off his student loans and converting it to some of his equity in his house. Um, which I kind of want to talk about because it's, it's a slick move that, um, that I utilized cool. and maybe we can do a podcast right, cool. on that. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. cool. Um, you got me interested in that too. I'm yeah, to well, you don't have any debt, but it, a student debt. So it's a, uh, it's, but it's interesting nonetheless. Um, yep. The uh, that's it, but that's all I got, man. It, we, I think we, I think we were gonna try to do a thirty-minute pod and just kind of do a summit wrap, but of course, true, true to us, it's uh, we go down lots of little tributaries of uh, things because we get so excited, and the future is bright. The future is great. If 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 the summit taught me anything, it's dentistry is just rad. It's just rad. People are bad, badass, and they come to summits, and they want to learn, and they and they're very humble, and and it's just it's just badass. Like it just got me fired up again about the profession because we've been dark for so long. It feels like, yep, dark meaning Dennis, totally dark cool. meaning haven't been able to partake in stuff, right? So it was just it was just really fulfilling for me and my soul. And you know, it's funny. Chris felt the same way. So Chris is in marketing. Chris has wrote that book, The Millennial Whisperer. He's in a total different genre, and he's come to the conclusion after year and a half, two years of working together. He's like, I want to focus my entire um, job and career on dentistry because I love it so much. I love dentists. It's so cool to see him. It is cool. It is cool. Dentists are awesome. Um, 
All right, brother. Yeah, we right, are. You enjoy the rest of your trip, and uh, and let's uh, let's wrap this one and uh, get get another couple on the book, and let's get rolling. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Good stuff, Peter. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Okay, buddy.